During this episode of Banner Health's Making the Rounds podcast, we will be highlighting a special three-part series discussing screening, prevention, and the treatment of melanoma. In today's episode, we'll be focusing on immunotherapy for melanoma. Making the Rounds dives into medical topics with those who know them best, healthcare providers. My name is Bridget, and I'll be your host for today's episode. If you're new to our podcast, thank you for tuning in. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. With me today is Dr. Fadi Mahmoud, medical oncologist with a specialty focus in cutaneous oncology and associate director at the T.W. Lewis Melanoma Center of Excellence at Banner MD Anderson Cancer Center. Thank you, Dr. Mahmoud, for joining me today and welcome to Making the Rounds. Thank you, Bridget. Happy to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. Our topic today is immunotherapy for melanoma. Dr. Mahmoud, what is immunotherapy treatment in patients with melanoma? So immunotherapy has revolutionized the management of uh, melanoma. Before 2011, 5% of people uh, with stage 4 melanoma would uh, derive a long-term remission from a, a treatment called high-dose IL-2. That's all. I mean, 95% of the people with stage 4 melanoma, they would die. So we didn't have really good treatments. It took us about three decades to realize that stimulating the immune system by giving high-dose IL-2 is not enough unless we remove the breaks from the immune system. Fortunately, we have now something called checkpoint inhibitors or immunotherapy. So these immunotherapy are IV infusions. They are given to the patient. And the, the way they work is they work by removing the break from our T cell, by removing the break from our immune cell, unleashing the potential and the power of the T cell to fight cancer. The first immunotherapy uh, that got approved by the FDA was in 2011. It's a drug called ipilimumab. And ipilimumab is a CTLA-4 inhibitor. It basically removes the CTLA-4, or what we call a checkpoint, from the T cell. The clinical trial back in 2011, when we gave people with metastatic melanoma, this drug that is called ipilimumab, we had a 21% two-year overall survival. So we're kind of like stepping up from a high-dose IL-2 where the long-term remission was around 5 to 10% to uh, ipilimumab. And now uh, about 21% of the people are living for two years. And as a follow-up data, it was a collective data for all people with metastatic melanoma who got this drug. 21% of people are alive for 10 years after taking ipilimumab for stage 4 melanoma. And this has been a landmark study and this has been a really remarkable revolution that opened the gate for management of melanoma in particular, but also cancer in, in general. And then immunotherapies make it to other cancers such as head and neck and lung and so forth. In addition to that, we have two additional drugs were approved by the FDA in 2014. Uh, one drug is called pemprilizumab uh, and the other drug called nivolumab. And these drugs, we call them PD-1 uh, inhibitors. So they remove the PD-1 or the checkpoint from the T-cell and again, stimulating the T-cell and enhancing the T-cell to fight melanoma. They, they are amazing. I mean, the long-term survival for either nivolumab or pemprilizumab uh, is around 40 to 43 percent. 
we are having five-year overall survival in people with stage four melanoma. So as you can see here, we go from prior to 2011, we have high-dose IL-2 with 5% uh, long-term remission to 2011, we've got the ipilimumab with, with a 21% long-term remission. And in 2014, we have the two drugs, the pemprilizumab and the nivolumab with 40% long-term remission. So that's really remarkable. And then the scientists said, how about if we combine immunotherapy. How about if you combine the epilimumab with nivolumab? The epilimumab is a CTLA-4 inhibitor, then nivolumab is a PD-1 inhibitor, and the combination led to, we have a six and a half year uh, survival data, uh, almost 49% of the people with stage 4 melanoma are alive six and a half year after taking the combination treatment. So, I mean, it's really exciting time to manage stage 4 melanoma and I mean, those numbers and those survival numbers, unheard of. Those are amazing advancements. It's definitely, as you mentioned, the time frame that you're able to monitor and that you guys are seeing great outcomes with this. You mentioned um, immunotherapy with checkpoint inhibitors. How do these drugs work? So these drugs work by uh, removing the breaks from the immune cells or the T cells, empowering our T cells to fight cancer. Dr. Mahmoud, you've shared the amazing breakthroughs in immunotherapy treatment. Can you share with our listeners what adjuvant immunotherapy is and what it means to our patients with melanoma? That's a good question. So, I mean, as you know, people with melanoma, first they have a lesion, abnormal mold. It's changing in size, bumpy, itchy, bleedy. They go to the dermatologist, the biopsy is done. And then if the melanoma is a 0.8 millimeter or more in depth, they got referred to the surgical oncologist. Dr. Gimbel would do a wide local excision, sentinel lymph node biopsy. So if there is an involved lymph node or if the melanoma is deep, like four millimeter with ulceration or without ulceration, we can give immunotherapy to prevent the risk of this melanoma recurring. So let me rephrase it. So the FDA approved immunotherapy for stages 2B, 2C, 3, and even 4 melanoma that is completely resected. If the patient undergo a surgery for melanoma and if he has one of these stages, then we can give immunotherapy after surgery for one year to decrease the risk of melanoma recurring. For example, pemprilizumab is FDA approved for one year. It's an IV infusion given every three weeks for a total of one year to decrease risk of recurrence in people with stage 2B and 2C melanoma. The same drug, pemprilizumab, or nivolumab is approved for a one year for people with stage three or four melanoma that's completely resected, again, to decrease the risk of recurrence. And when I talk to my patients that I see, uh, I tell them, you know, these drugs decrease the risk of recurrence by 50%. As you mentioned, immunotherapy treatment with checkpoint inhibitors, what is the overall survival of patients with stage four melanoma now compared to the past, like prior to 2011? Oh, that's a great question. Right now, uh, we have uh, long-term data from the Checkmate 067 clinical trial. This trial enrolled people with stage 4 melanoma to receive either the double immunotherapy, ipilimumab nivolumab, or single-agent immunotherapy, nivolumab, or uh, ipilimumab alone. And the six-and-a-half-year overall survival is approximately 48 to 49%. 
for people who got the double immunotherapy. For a single agent immunotherapy, it's around 42%, uh, six and a half year overall survival. That's now. Before, prior to 2011, as I told you, the only drug uh, that we had back then was high-dose IL-2, and the overall survival back then is around 5 to 10%. Dr. Mamou, thank you for explaining those outcomes. Can you share with us what is oncolytic therapy in the treatment of melanoma? So oncolytic therapy is basically introducing a virus into the tumor with the promise of this virus hopefully leading to treatments of the cancer. The FDA approved the first oncolytic therapy called TVEC in melanoma. That is the first oncolytic therapy approved in oncology and it's approved in people with malignant melanoma. And the way it works is basically a genetically engineered herpes simplex virus where they got rid of the gene that can cause the infection and instead of that they replaced it with the gene uh, that uh, produced something called GMCSF. And the GMCSF is basically an immune stimulant. So when we inject this virus into the melanoma nodules or melanoma tumors, it specifically goes to the melanoma cell. It replicates in the melanoma cell, leads to destruction of the melanoma, the local destruction, and that leads to inflammation. Also, because the GMCSF is part of the genome of the virus or the genetically engineered virus, then the GMCSF would be secreted in the tumor microenvironment and that invite other immune cells to the area, dendritic cells and T cells. And those T cells, hopefully they would be primed and they will identify the melanoma antigene. And when they go patrol the body and circulate into the tissues and the blood, hopefully if they identify any cell that is similar to the melanoma cell that has the same tumor-specific antigene, they can attack it. The oncolytic virus therapy is a local therapy introduced to the tumor. It can cause a local destruction of the melanoma cell, but also it can lead to systemic uh, inflammatory response and that can hopefully enhance our T cells and stimulate our T cells to fight melanoma. When we look at all of the therapies that are available now in the treatment of melanoma, as a medical oncologist, how do you identify which treatment is best for which patient and which which phase of their disease? That's a really, really important question. I mean, I think the treatment needs to be tailored based on the patient age, uh, clinical presentation, the stage of the disease. And, and we try to follow the evidence and the guidelines. For example, for stage 2B and 2C melanoma, we have pembrolizumab approved by the FDA, so we stick with pembrolizumab for one year. But some people present, for example, with stage 3 in transit melanoma. This is a melanoma that, uh, you know, some, some let, let's give an example of a patient who had a melanoma in the left upper arm, for example, and it was removed. And a couple of years later, uh, the same patient presents with nodules around the surgical uh, excision or the old scar, uh, the old surgical scar. This is a stage 3C melanoma. I find TVEC, oncolytic virus therapy, to be extremely effective uh, with less side effects if we try it for in-transit disease. For example, melanoma in the scalp. Somebody had melanoma, you know, in the past in the scalp got removed and around the surgical scar, we have those nodules. 
in particular melanoma of the scalp, I find the TVEC to be extremely effective. So instead of going right away to systemic treatment like ipilimumab and nivolumab and IV treatments, I think it's worth trying oncolytic therapy. So it's sort of tailoring the treatment to the patient presentation and the stage of the disease. While if uh, a patient presents with a widespread metastatic disease, metastatic melanoma to the brain, these patients need dual immunotherapy, ipilimumab and nivolumab. Uh, and even the data showed that uh, ipilimumab and nivolumab, for example, in metastatic melanoma to the brain is better than single agent nivolumab. And this is a standard of care. We do ipilimumab and nivolumab dual immunotherapy when melanoma travels to the brain. Brain, uh, rather than doing just one single immunotherapy. Uh, for people who had the surgery and the melanoma removed, then we can give a single agent immunotherapy uh, as an adjuvant treatment, as I said, for full year. So the treatment needs to be uh, tailored. It's evident, Dr. Mahmoud, that there are multiple different treatment options based on the location and stage of the disease. Can you explain targeted therapy and how is it beneficial in the treatment of melanoma? So about 50% of people with metastatic melanoma, if we test the melanoma by next gene sequencing, we will find 50% of these people, they have a BRAF mutation. So it's a mutation on a gene called the BRAF, and the BRAF is part of the MAP kinase pathway. As I said, 50% of people with metastatic melanoma, they may have a mutation in this gene, and it acts like an engine. It drives melanoma progression. People with melanoma that harbors the BRAF mutation, this is a type of melanoma extremely aggressive. It tend to go to the brain. So fortunately, uh, we do have targeted therapy and the targeted therapy is by giving the combination of a BRAF inhibitor and MEK inhibitor. If given to people with a BRAF mutated melanoma, it was found to be effective. It works fast. It works in the majority of people. But this efficacy is kind of like limited. About 20% of the people who took this targeted therapy, they may be alive five and more years. And you know, when they looked at the characteristics of these people, these people, they don't have a bulky disease. They have an LDH level that is less than one and a half, the higher level of normal. These are the people who may benefit for a long term of giving targeted therapy. The problem with targeted therapy is most of the melanoma or most of the people, they will have recurrence because of mechanisms of resistant. So the melanoma gets stubborn to this, to this targeted therapy and it's just the targeted therapy stops working in two thirds of the people. Only one third of the people based on the data, they may derive a long-term benefit from targeted therapy. There's an important study, it's called the DreamSeq. And in this study, people with stage 4 melanoma that harbors the BRF mutation, they were randomized to receive either immunotherapy, ipilimumab and nivolumab, followed by targeted therapy upon progression versus starting with targeted therapy upfront, followed by immunotherapy once they progress to targeted therapy. And this data showed clearly that there is a 20% net benefit amongst people with stage 4 melanoma that harbors the BRF mutation if they start in immunotherapy. So the message out there is we should start with immunotherapy. And if immunotherapy fails, then it's okay to switch them to targeted therapy rather than starting targeted therapy up front. 
Thank you, Dr. Mahmood. You mentioned BRAF genetic mutation. Is that common in a melanoma diagnosis? Is there any other genetic mutation that is considered to put a patient at higher risk of getting melanoma or increases their chances? So that's one of the questions that I got a lot from my patients. They come to the clinic and when they hear about the BRAF mutation, they get scared and they say, oh my gosh, did I get it from family? And we hear we need to really distinguish between the BRAF mutation that is done by testing the melanoma tissue with NGS, next gene sequencing, that's different than familiar melanoma, meaning somebody, uh, which basically 10% of the population with melanoma, they may have a familiar link to melanoma. So it's different. This is a BRAF mutation, is a mutation at the BRAF gene, which is inside the melanoma cell. About 50% of people with melanoma, they can harbor that gene. But it has nothing to do with the family members. Now, if we see somebody who's young with multiple melanomas or there is a family history of melanoma, these people, we send them to the genetic clinic to get a blood test and they can basically check if there are mutations that can predispose them to have a familiar link or familial melanoma. And that, as I said, can exist in about 10% of the people with melanoma. They may have a familial link. I'm so glad you brought up the topic of genetic counselors and how you all work together to better understand the patient's familial history and genetic disposition. There are so many amazing team members that are involved in the treatment and care for our patients. Tell us a little bit more about the melanoma care team at Banner MD Anderson. Here at the T.W. Lewis Melanoma Center of Excellence, we have a multidisciplinary team. We have a really wonderful team and we work closely with our colleagues at MD Anderson Cancer a Center in Houston. We have uh, every two months, we have a multidisciplinary tumor board with our colleagues at MD Anderson in Houston where we bring these difficult, challenging cases and we discuss them and get the feedback from Houston. Not only that, we have our own tumor board that happens every week where we discuss this challenge cases and it's a multidisciplinary approach so the patient and the family are the center of care all cases get discussed with surgeons radiation oncologists medical oncologists radiologists pathologists and we brainstorm uh, you know the data uh, in order to come up with a tailored treatment for every patient with melanoma I think it's a wonderful place to get treatment here we work closely with the community we work closely with the referring oncologist as well in the community. We try to be a, a source of education and help and we work with them. And if the patient wants to get treated locally in his hometown, uh, you know, they get the treatment plan and they take it, let's say it's three hours away. They have a, a little, uh, you know, town into his hometown. They, we, we work with oncologists across the board. So, Dr. Mahmood, thank you for joining us today on Making the Rounds and thank you for educating our listeners on the evidence-based strategies for immunotherapy for melanoma treatment. Thank you, Bridget. It's my pleasure. If you would like to learn more about the melanoma care and the melanoma specialist at Banner MD Anderson Cancer Center, please visit bannerhealth.com forward slash cancer for more information. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on Making the Rounds.